The Jackets have wrapped up 2023, which may have been one of the strangest years to be a Columbus Blue Jackets fan. We'll talk about that and their loss to the Buffalo Sabres last night today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Hayden Heilshorn, and yes, Jay is back with me. We are together on an episode, which means the vibes are always good. When when the both of us are here, it's just it's just better that way. I feel like the conversation's just better instead of one of us just <laughs> rambling on endlessly. But we are here to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of your favorite team in ours, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before I get going, I want to say thank you to the everydayers for making this your first listen every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. We're free right here on YouTube. Say hi and hit, hit subscribe, and we're also free on the SiriusXM app. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. So I figured, yeah, the 2023 is over by the time you're listening to this, and we'll obviously talk about you know, what this year kind of has been for the Columbus Blue Jackets. we got to talk about two games. we got to talk about the Leafs win and the Sabres loss. There will be some mixed emotions talking about those games. Second segment, yeah, we'll just we'll actually just wrap up the month of December, really, because I think, as you'll see and hear us talk about, Blue Jackets are actually improving a little bit. And then the third segment, we'll just do some cleanup stuff. There's tons of other little miscellaneous topics out there that we want to hit on. But... Jay, I don't know what game you want to talk about first. I mean, I guess we'll just talk about that 6-5 win against the Leafs. That was awesome, right? Like, that was – we didn't see that. You you have predicted a 6-5 win against the Leafs, like, every time we've played them. You've been right twice now on that. So Yeah, I'm going to go two you. for three on, on that. Um, that game was wild. Um, the Blue Jackets in no way should have won that game. Um, but I also don't know that they should have lost the Buffalo Sabres game. So, like, it balances out, I guess, and getting three out of four points this weekend is is definitely a good thing. Um, that Leafs game was just... Everything happened in that game. You know, the Blue Jackets came back from, what, 4-2 to two or 4-1. to one. Uh, They tied the game. Toronto scored again, Blue Jackets tied the game again, and then Johnny Gaudreau in overtime. Like, Johnny Hockey is back, folks. Uh, he's leading the team in points right now with 25 of them. I believe he had a three-point game against Toronto. Uh, putting him with Adam Fantilli might have been the single best decision that Pascal Vincent has made this season um, because those two are flying together. Yeah, and Justin Danforth, who I believe has been also playing with them. Yes, the unsung yeah. hero of that line. He's he's really been the Boone Jenner of, of the lineup since Boone Jenner um, is going to be out for, what, another five-ish weeks, I think, with a broken jaw. Um, last episode, I said something, or maybe a couple episodes ago, I said something about how I like Justin Danforth a lot, but he shouldn't be on that top line. Um 
he is just kind of the heart and soul, like the little engine that could of this lineup. You know, he will play anywhere you want in the lineup. I still don't know that I would have him on that top line, but he is he sure is making the most of playing with two guys like Fantilli and Gaudreau. You know, what a what a guy. Big Justin Danforth fan. Yeah, no, and you you compared him to Boone Jenner there, which is honestly dead on because Boone Jenner's kind of forte a couple of years ago used to be just put him out there on the three-on-three He'll win a face-off, and then he'll hop off. I mean, obviously, Blue Jackets have played two overtime games here, so that's why the three-on-three is in my head as much. But going back to that three-on-three period against the Leafs, Justin Danforth won a face-off against Austin Matthews and then won a face-off against John Tavares, which is all you can ask for a player making just over a million dollars this year, I believe, I think, or maybe under. It's somewhere in that range. He's not getting paid a lot, but he is playing way above his value, uh, which has been awesome. Um, Adam Fantilli looks fantastic, as always. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau, you're absolutely right. He He's starting to get more points going his way because I think guys are starting to score off of his elite passes. He's been doing that all season, so kind of shame on guys like me that have, have called him out throughout the year, but he he's been he's been good um yeah so i just want to kind of to to touch on that point um he's been getting a lot of crap for not producing this season um and so i retweeted something on the podcast twitter very recently let me see if i can pull it up real quick i Um, saw this this was good this was uh yes hidden stats so, yeah, uh, so um, Megan Shaker, who uh, works for Statletes, um, Johnny Gaudreau is fifth in the entire league since January 1st in total passes to the slot. The only players that have made more passes to the slot than him are Nikita Kucherov, Mitch Marner, Connor McDavid, Nathan McKinnon. That's pretty good company to be in. Imagine if he had had line mates that could finish those passes, you know? Um, and he's finally got one in in Fantilli and in Justin Danforth as well. Um, and I think that's why Fantilli, uh, that's why Gaudreau and Danforth work so well together, is because it is kind of that that, that Gaudreau Jenner relationship where Boone Jenner is just going to go straight to the front of the net and cause problems on purpose. And all Gaudreau has to do is basically get the puck in the slot, and someone will you know shove the puck in, and it's not going to be a pretty goal, but it is going to be a goal, you know. Um, so credit to him. And I think this is, you're, you're seeing regression happen or kind of regression to the mean, uh, not like regression, regression, um, because he was creating all of this offense at the start of the season and it just wasn't going anywhere. And now you're starting to see the pucks go in the net and shockingly, Johnny Gaudreau is looking a lot more like Johnny Gaudreau this month. Uh, he's got 25 points on the season so far, which... Didn't he start the season with like four points in his first 10 games or something like that? It was, yeah, it wasn't pretty. It was brutal. And now you're kind of starting to see, oh, okay, this is, this is the Johnny Gaudreau we were expecting. And um, I still think he's got some, somewhere to go with it, but amazing what happens if someone is able to finish the elite passes that he is throwing out on the ice. Yeah. And most importantly, he gets that goal at the end of the Leafs game, which was just, you know, Awesome because it puts the ch- a cherry on top of what was a good 
season series against the Leafs for Columbus. And listen, obviously the point, the extra point that you get out of that overtime win is huge. But I think the confidence that you get, knowing that you beat a very good Toronto Maple Leafs team, a Toronto Maple Leafs team that has Stanley Cup aspirations, you beat them in two of three games. Like that's, that is definitely a huge confidence boost. Now, obviously they turned that into what happened last night. And I definitely have some thoughts on this game against the Sabres. I know you definitely probably have some thoughts. And I, I'm curious to see whether they're going to be positive from your end or whether they're going to be negative. Um, and we'll actually, let's let's move on and talk about that next here on Locked on Blue Jackets. Well, as the weather gets colder around town, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. The NFL regular season is starting to wrap up, and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel. It is America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 money line bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. I am sorry to those that may have taken the Lions last night. That was very disappointing, obviously. A couple nights ago, if you took the Browns, though, you are sitting very nice. And as I pull up the Browns' schedule, maybe just do the smart thing and put money on them to win. Yeah, they play the Bengals next week on Sunday to end their season. I know the Browns will probably be resting some guys, but they're still a very good team. All you got to do is place a $5 money line bet on them to win, and you will get back $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. FanDuel is a super easy app to use with different ways to win, like uh, they have uh, spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Okay, Jackets end the month of December with a 3-2 overtime loss to the Sabres. They also gave up a goal late in that game to, I believe it was Casey Middlestat is the one that put it in on Daniil, on Daniil Tarasov to make it 2-2. Two to two. And then they lost it in overtime. But I will say, Daniil Tarasov looks like he's back. Um, before we get into England. Before we get into anything, which I'm going to get your reaction here in a second, it's nice to see that he is playing good again, and that's really encouraging uh, in the future. That being said, they probably should have gotten two points last night. I know the back-to-back thing. I know they just beat up the Sabres a couple weeks ago, so they're obviously were a little, little mad going into last night, but I felt like last night should have been a win. Uh, what say what say you, Jay? Do you think you feel like that as well? Yeah, I do. And I think it's you look at the shot differential and you're like, oh no, something something happened here. So the Blue Jackets were outshot 42 to 20. Um, but and and I but I stand by what I said earlier in the episode, which is the Blue Jackets probably should have lost to the Leafs and beaten the Sabres. Um Daniel Sarasov was the difference. He was the reason that the Blue Jackets were in that game. He made maybe five or six saves that made me literally go, oh my God, out loud in, in my living room. So he he was excellent. And I think he's had a lot of flack for the games that he's played in the past kind of since he returned. Um, I don't know 
what his stats are off the top of my head, but he hasn't been great. But I also think he's missed nine months of hockey, you know, and last night he looked a lot more like Daniil Tarasov than he has done in, in previous games. Uh, he made 39 of 42 saves last night. Um, in four games this season, he's allowed five goals on 29, four goals on 29, four goals on 30, and then three goals on 42 last night. So, like, he's he's back. He's getting he's not, he's not back, I don't think, but he's getting there. And I think last night was a really positive sign. Um, he looked a lot more comfortable in the net. Um, that incredible double pad stack save um, on, I think it was it, Tage Thompson, uh, that he made the save on, like, just clinical. It was like watching peak Bobrovsky. It really was. Which should give every Blue Jackets fan chills because I think that that's the next name to go in the Raptors. And obviously... Russia has produced some amazing goalies. It's nice to know that you may have a pretty the next the next elite amazing Russian goalie in your house. But yeah, no, it was great to see him perform the way he did. As he was the best player last or in their three two loss on. I keep getting the days mixed up. Whatever the day before New Year's Eve, um, he was their best player by far. And I listened to a little bit of Pascal Vincent in the post game. And he was making all the excuses for the Blue Jackets. Like, yes, they played on a back-to-back. We were tired. It was, I will I will say, it was 22 hours between puck drop the night before. It was a 7 o'clock puck drop at Nationwide. 5 o'clock puck drop in Buffalo the next day. That's definitely tough. And Daniil, Daniil Tarasov said, yeah, it's, you know, it's it's tough. Um, he said something like that. I, I It was hard to tell through his tired he was tired i was listening to his post game he he was out of breath and deservingly so because that was a wild game he was under a lot of pressure but that's where i'm like the forwards should have picked up a little bit more slack for him i know it's obviously the blue jackets look completely different now than they did a few months ago be it that they they don't have boone jenner out there they don't have sean crowley out there and now they don't have zach Wierenski, who's going to be out four to six weeks with an ankle injury and i think the episode after he got hurt, which he got hurt in the Devils game. I think in that episode, I said, if he's if he's out for more than two weeks, like just count your season, season is over. Now, since then, obviously the Jackets beat the Leafs and could have beaten the Sabres last night. I'm a little discouraged that they didn't get that extra point. And I don't know. I mean, I get the excuse of, they were tired off of a back-to-back, but I just I feel like I feel like the Sabres are not that good of a team. And I mean, I, I don't know. I will say I think Columbus is still building confidence game to game. And if Pascal Vincent is going into that locker room and telling the guys, hey, you know what? Didn't get the result that we wanted tonight, but good job getting that point. Great job getting that point. Because if you look, you have the record right there for those watching on YouTube. Jackets were five and five, five and four in the month of December, which Jay calls it NHL 500, which I love. I love that because you're right. NHL 500, I'll take it. Um, that's definitely better than the previous months. And there were, again, a lot more wins in the past month. I definitely still wish we could just erase that month of November where they lost nine in a row. But um, Jackets find themselves, I believe, eight spots 
eight points out of a wild card right now, if I have that correct. Now they the Capitals do have four games in hand on the jackets, so it's kind of like a it's kind of a fake eight points. But I remember for the longest time the jackets were 11, 12 points back in the wild card. So these overtime losses are definitely helping. Um, I don't know, Jay. Do you are you with Pascal Vincent when he says is making excuses for them and is saying good job, guys? Like, do you do you, do you like that he's going about it like that? Yes and no is the thing. Um, I think the Blue Jackets are definitely improving, and like you said, they've they've made up some ground. They're still last in their division, but they are they are catching up. Um, they are six points back of the Penguins, who are in seventh place right now. Um, yeah, they've got they've got games in hand, but I think that's that's kind of the flip side of this is. Blue Jackets have played more hockey this season than I think any other team in the NHL. Uh, They've played 38 games, and I don't think anyone else, like other teams have played 37, 36. No one else has played 38 games so far this season. So, like, they've played a lot of hockey. Um, And they're improving. They are. They're 4 3 3 in their last 10, um, 5 5 4 in the month of December. If the Blue Jackets keep going in the way that they are, like playoffs are not out of the realm of possibility. I think it's going to be difficult, especially, you know, other teams are improving, missing Zach Wierenski basically until the All-Star game is is difficult. Um, Boone Jenner going to be gone for at least another month. Like those are big pieces. Uh, Patrick Laine out for at least another month with uh, a broken clavicle, I believe. Um, like a lot of missing pieces, but Things are things are starting to click. Things are starting to work. Um, I think the top six is flying right now. Like we haven't even talked about what a month Igor Chinikov had. Um, that dude's been out of this out of this world. Good. That Russian line is really really flying. Um, I just the, the defense is is still a big question mark for me. I think getting uh, uh, getting Stevenson back is good. Um, and maybe I'm feeling charitable because it's New Year's, it's the end of the year, like it's uh, well January 1st by the time you guys listen to this. I still have questions about Pascal Vincent's coaching, but I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt on this one. And I think, yeah, you know what? If the Blue Jackets can push for the playoffs and if the Blue Jackets can keep getting these, these um, overtime points, like, why not? Like you said, they've made what four? They've made up four points of, of ground in the last few in the last couple of weeks. Like it's not, it's not out of the realm of possibility that this that these Blue Jackets are a playoff team, and if they keep winning games without guys like Jenna, Wierenski, um, Line A, like who knows? They get those guys back, it's going to be a real different team. I still remain that if they are able to cut the spot between them and the last wild card spot down to five points by the end of January, then they're going to be in a really good spot to chase after it in the month of February and March. But for the next seven games are against teams currently in a playoff spot. So you can't be tired. You can't be tired. I know that's a good point. They have played more hockey games than anybody else in the NHL. So if there is one team that absolutely has the excuse of being tired. It is the Blue Jackets. And they do have ton, tons of young players who are still 
you know, experiencing their first full NHL season. They are probably shell shocked with how, like, how it's just night after night. It's game after game, practice after practice. I'm sure it's a lot for those guys right now. But again, cut that wild card spot down to five. Um, and if you can get some wins, if you can steal some wins against teams like the Bruins, Flyers, and Jets, which are all amongst those playoff teams that they have coming up, then you get to the end of January where you go on your West Coast swing. You play the Oilers, Flames, Canucks, Kraken, and Blues at the end of January. I think, and a lot of those teams are not in a playoff spot right now. No, that's I four think- winnable games and the Canucks, who I believe are first in the NHL, which is still very funny. Um, <laughs> like, I, I'm enjoying it. Uh, they are they are second in the, in the, um, in the entire league right now are the Canucks, which I love that for them. The vibes are good out in Vancouver right now, but that's four winnable games against Seattle, Calgary, Edmonton, and um, St. Louis. So if you I can think get, Vancouver's... if you can get six, uh, six, seven points out of that road trip, out of that road trip, I think things are looking good. I think Vancouver is definitely one of those teams. This is just from a hockey fan perspective. I think the NHL is more fun to watch when the Canucks are good. I just, those fans deserve it. They're passionate. Uh, Yeah, that's all I'll say on that. Um, There is actually one player that isn't okay with the overtime loss to the Sabres. I'd like to talk about this guy next on Locked on Blue Jackets. Before we talk about the player upset with that loss to the Sabres, I want to remind you guys that being an everydayer is a cool thing to be. We thank the everydayers every single day. Obviously, they are the truest fans. Um, I'd like to re- we'd like to reward the everydayers. You know, earlier this year we did uh, tickets to a game. Maybe down the road we'll do that again. But make sure. You're tuning in to Locked on Blue Jackets every single day. You can be an everydayer as well. You'll be more in touch with what's going on with your team. We are here every day. So why don't you show up every day and leave a comment? I love when people do that. You guys are so smart in the comments. You guys give such good pointers out there. I think Jay and I are probably due for a happy hour episode. So maybe we'll get you guys involved in that fashion soon. But yeah, I just wanted to take the time and say thank you to the Everydayers for making this podcast possible and all Locked On podcasts possible. And as always, if you're want to, if you a fan of another team in another league, just look up, look up Locked On, you know, Browns, Locked On Bengals, and you will find great, great, better, actually probably better analysts covering those teams than you will hear. But again, thank you to the Everydayers for making this your first listen every day. All right. As I mentioned back there, there was one player in the post-game interviews who was not pleased with the point that they got because I think I think it's definitely reasonable to be to walk out of Buffalo last night and be like, you know what, we played a, a pretty upset Buffalo team, a pretty uh, motivated Buffalo team. We were playing two hockey games in less than 24 hours. Good job out of us to get that point and to stay closer to the mix. They're not in the mix yet, but just, just stay floating. The one guy that was upset, Jay was Adam Fantilli. And I love that. I absolutely love that because 
that's what you get when you draft a player from a, you know, frozen four winning team like like Michigan. Like he's he's not okay with being well out of the playoff race. He's not okay with losses, which for somebody who is he 18 or 19 now? I know his birthday was he just he turned night. 19 at the beginning of the season, but yeah. So still very, very young, but yeah, his maturity continues to like amaze me on the ice, off the ice. Um, he just did a really fun interview with uh, Pete Blackburn and DJ Bean for What Chaos, where he talks about how he like cooks all of his own meals and like changes his sheets twice a week sometimes. And I'm like, how is this 19 year old better at being an adult than I am at the age of like <laughs> at the age of 31? But Adam Fantilli is just the player that I thought he was going to be, but more because I expected the on ice skill. I expected him to be, and he's that number one center right now. And he's flourishing in that role. Who could have possibly predicted that? Right. Um, He's got 13 points out of 14 games this month. He's on a, um, a four game point streak. Right now, he's got points in the last four games. And just everything about this kid makes me so uh, makes me so so happy that he's a blue jacket. I yeah. just have, I only have good things to say about Adam Fantilli. Yeah, they we definitely have a good one here in Columbus. And I will say that dude's gonna be a future captain. I'll just say it. If, if he if he likes the city of Columbus uh, for longer than, you know, his rookie contract and he wants to stay here and resign here, he will be the captain of this team. He has that type of a personality where he's not okay with losses. And like, I don't remember who it was in the media last night that was asking him, like, you know, you guys played a back-to-back. Are you okay with the point? He's like, yeah, you know, we were a little tired, but I'm not okay with just a point. I love that. That's amazing. Like, that's exactly what the fans want to hear. Uh, players taking responsibility. I know, obviously, the fan can never put themselves in skates and really know what that feels like to finish a 6-5 win against the Leafs, hop on a plane, and go play Buffalo the next night. Uh, we'll never know what that feels like, but Adam Fantilli does, and he is not okay with that result. And that's good, because that means that he thinks the Blue Jackets are better than where they're at in the standings, which is which is what all fans think. We all think that, so... I really like that. Um, yeah, there was a there was a point in kind of in last season, and then there was a point in the last season that Tortorella was the coach, and you could just kind of feel that the players had checked out and were like, you know what? Yeah, we would have loved to get the win, but we go again tomorrow, and blah blah blah. To have the players be in the position they are in the standings right now, and then be like, no, I'm tired of losing. I want to win these games. I think we should have won this game. Like it's it's a really great feeling that the players are still the players still care and the players have still still clearly bought in. You know, I know there was a lot of talk about how Brad Larson lost the room last season and that maybe contributed to how miserable the season was and how miserable they all felt. Um but I think the players are still clearly buying into what Pascal Vincent is selling, which your opinion may vary on that, but it it feels it feels pretty good to have a guy like Adam Fantilli to, like you say, stand up and say, "Hey, no, 
we wanted that second point. We wanted to win that game. We are still fighting for this season. Um, and to have him stand up and do that at the age of 19, I think is really, it's just really impressive because I think about what I was like at 19 and it is just night and day, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the world juniors and all I pretty much have to say on that is that Gavin Brindley still leading the whole tournament in goals. So, Hey, I mean, go Team USA. Love to see that. Uh, also, go Team Canada, honestly, because Den Matejchuk is playing for him and Jordan Dumay. But Den Matejchuk had that interview before the tournament. Did you see that interview that he had where he was, like, just being a psychopath, basically, and telling his, like, <laughs> the one I forget who they were interviewing, Some somebody that wasn't Den Matejchuk. They were asking him, like, hey, how's the atmosphere with the team right now? And he said, um, I'd say it's stressful or whatever, but he might hear. And they were talking about Dent Matejchuk because apparently he's the guy keeping everybody in check, you know. They oh, he's asked, the Nate McKinnon of Team Canada. That's very funny. Yes. They asked him, like, what did, what did you ask for from Santa growing up? And he said, I didn't ask for presents. I asked for ice time. I love that. And he's like <laughs> – What's your favorite subject in school? Hockey. What's your favorite That's, food? Yeah. Hockey. That's What's your favorite color? I Gold. I loved that. Like, that was just great stuff. Um, so the World Junior is definitely fun to watch. Uh, I'm sure Team Canada and Team USA are just dominating. And I hope they meet in the final because that's always a very fun game. Um, did you say everything you wanted to say on the defense? Uh, so I had some thoughts on Andrew Peak versus Jake Christensen. But we are kind of coming up against time. So I, I wonder if we talk about that in tomorrow's episode. And then I can devote an entire rant to the Andrew Peak experience, TM. Um, <laughs> okay. So I, I do want to just one more comment on, on Gavin Brindley is you are correct. He's leading the league or leading the, the uh, entire world juniors in goals. He's got six goals in four games. Uh, he's second in points uh, tied with uh, fellow Americans, Frank Nazar and uh, Cutter Gauthier, who Cutter Gauthier was very nearly a blue jacket uh, until Philadelphia took him one spot before. Um, but that, that Team USA looks extremely dangerous and extremely fun. And Gavin Brindley continues to lead the way. If you haven't seen his shorthanded goal against Slovakia, like, go look that up because good lord um and blue jacket fans should be really 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 excited about gavin brindley because how this dude fell to the second round is beyond me um i actually was talking to a couple of uh scouting friends um earlier this week and i was like you have no idea the tantrum i threw when the Blue Jackets traded that 22nd overall pick to Philadelphia, because that's where I wanted to take Gavin Brindley. Um, and so the fact that he was available at 34 is just continually incredible. And maybe this will finally be the player that gets hockey fans and kind of Blue Jackets fans as well to, to stop talking about how important size is. Because Gavin Brindley is, I think, officially 5'10", which probably means he's more like 5'7", 5'8", because that's how hockey sizes work. And he's he just can't stop scoring goals in the NCAA at World Juniors. I cannot wait to see what he does at Traverse City next year. That's 
he he might be the most exciting prospect that the Blue Jackets have right now, which is really saying something because they have a lot of really exciting prospects. Um, and I'm going to stop here because otherwise we will go for another 30 minutes of me talking about <laughs> how much I love Gavin Brindley. But uh, no, we'll do Peak versus Christiansen tomorrow because I have a lot of thoughts on that as well. Yes, and tomorrow, obviously, the Jackets uh, will be getting ready for their matchup with the Bruins, who come to town. What is that? Is that Tuesday night, the second? Tuesday. Uh, I believe so. Yes, Tuesday night. Tuesday night. The Boston Bruins, who are leaders in the Atlantic Division, they are in Nationwide Arena. So we will be breaking down what the Jackets need to do to get a win against a very good Boston team. That'll be fun. And then, yeah, Jay will rant about the defense, which will definitely be a good time. You'll definitely want to be here for that. So, as always, thank you guys for listening to today's episode. Uh, We want to thank the Everydayers one last time, again, for making this podcast possible. You can find us on social media. I'm on Twitter at HaydenH971. Jay is on there at underscore J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. The show is on there as well at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. And if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can send those you can send those to us directly at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening and until tomorrow make sure you stay locked on.